0: Hi, I'm your host Lillian Yang, and I'm your host Fakri Shafai, and you are listening to Food Nonfiction: The Incredible True Stories Behind Food.
1: This is the story of one of the most iconic hot sauces, Sriracha,
0: spelled S R I R A C H A, but the first R is silent, so it's pronounced Sriracha. But in the United States, you will hear it more commonly referred to as sriracha.
1: You omit the R. You just say sriracha.
2: Three very distinct syllables. There's a little break in between each one. racha. Not
0: sriracha or sriracha, no.
2: Sriracha. But I, I don't say that every time because people look at me funny. It's just here, I think it's sriracha. That's kind of what everyone says.
1: If you're not sure what we're talking about... It's the red bottle of hot sauce with the green cap and the rooster logo. Go to any pho place and you are sure to find it.
0: The original version of the sauce is believed to have come from a coastal city in Thailand called Sriracha.
2: The original brand of Sriracha, the one that is still made in Thailand, is spelled with a J. -J S-R-I-R-A-J-A. It's called Sriracha Panid. It was around 1950, a woman named Miss Tanam Chakapak, who lived in si Racha, Thailand, started making this sauce. And like David Tran, who makes it with local peppers in California, he uses jalapenos. Uh, Miss Tanam Chakapak used Prick Chifa and Prick Kinu, two different kinds of Thai peppers. And she made the sauce, and her friends all loved it, and they've been making it for 60, almost 70 years now.
1: That was Griffin Hammond. He made the Sriracha documentary from where we're pulling some of our audio clips. With his
0: permission, of course.
2: I am Griffin Hammond. I am the director of a documentary called Sriracha.
0: The beloved Sriracha sauce is made by a company called Huy Fong Foods, which was founded by David Tran. He's a very quiet, humble person who rarely grants interviews. But Griffin managed to get an interview with him.
2: I knew going in that I would have to not take no for an answer, that there'd be a lot of persevering needed to to finish a film. I mean, there's plenty of times when people would just say they didn't want to participate. Even David Tran, the subject of the film, when I first contacted him, he got back to me and just said, no, I don't need to be part of that. That's okay." (laughs) And I got got back to him and I said, well, I'm going to make the film no matter what. And... And I also thought, you know, he probably didn't understand what I was asking at first. He probably thought I was asking to bring a huge crew in and be really obtrusive. So I reassured him that I was doing this, one, not because I was looking to make a profit, but I just really respect him, his sauce. I love his sauce. I love his story. And I just want to tell his story. And it's really just me. It'll just be me showing up with a tripod and a camera, and it'll be a light footprint. And that started a dialogue. He had some more questions for me, but that opened up the door.
0: Here's David in the Sriracha documentary.
2: I'm David, David Tran. I'm the founder of Huy Fong Foods. We make the Sriracha hot sauce.
1: David Tran began making chili sauce in 1975, back when he was living in Vietnam. He used recycled baby food jars, which were glass, as packaging. And his family members helped to sell and deliver the hot sauce on bicycles.
0: 1975 was the last year of the Vietnam War, in which North Vietnam and its communist allies fought against South Vietnam and its anti-communism allies, including the United States. The end of the Vietnam War was marked by the fall of Saigon to North Vietnam, the new government stopped businesses, seized assets, and pressured the Chinese minority to leave. So, in 1979,
1: when David Tran was 30 years old, he left Vietnam on an old freighter. Along with 3,300 refugees, he arrived in Hong Kong waters unannounced.
2: Hong Kong was a, a British colony at the time, and they, they tried to turn them away. Immigration officials tried to keep them from coming in.
1: This is immigration Area. You have to immediately. Do you understand? After a month waiting aboard the freighter, they were finally allowed to land. And David was relocated to the U.S., where he
0: was accepted as
1: a refugee.
0: The freighter that he had voyaged on was called Hui Fong. And when David started his company in the U.S., he named his company after that freighter.
1: David got to work very quickly. He missed hot sauce and he needed money so he started the company Hui Fong Foods in
0: 1980. He produced his hot sauce from a 5,000-square-foot building near Los Angeles's Chinatown, making several different kinds of hot sauce, including sriracha. In the beginning, he had to fill the bottles
1: of hot sauce manually, spoonful by spoonful. He painted his logo onto his blue Chevy van and personally delivered his hot sauce. His logo is the iconic rooster logo. And it's a rooster because that's the zodiac sign for his birth year. I'm also a rooster. Lucky you.
0: Is that lucky? (laughs) I wouldn't know. Okay. (laughs) Neither would I. (laughs) The company grew steadily year by year with zero dollars spent on marketing. The red bottle with the green top which is meant to look like a red chili pepper with a green stem, is incredibly memorable without any advertising help. And it is a great
1: product. It is made with fresh jalapeno peppers, not dried peppers. The peppers are picked when they're at their best and delivered from the farm to the factory within the same day. In fact, within hours. Incredibly, Huifang Foods has only worked with
0: one supplier since around 1988 we called up the supplier, Underwood Ranches, run by Craig Underwood. Uh,
3: my name is Craig Underwood. Underwood Ranches grows all of the jalapeno peppers for hui Fong foods. We farm about 4,000 acres between Camarillo and Bakersfield, California.
1: So when did you first start supplying hui Fong with chilies?
3: In about 1988, I believe. I wrote a letter to David Tran and asked him if he needed somebody to grow peppers because my local seed supplier had suggested that i contact him he was pretty small at the time so david wrote back and said uh, we could grow 50 acres for him and now we're growing about 1700 acres for him
1: so are you still their only supplier or yes okay so, and why do you think they only use uh, your chili peppers
3: we give them consistency we do all the trialing to come up with new varieties. They depend on us for the field operations. We've developed the mechanical harvesting, which allows them to be able to grow everything in California. Otherwise, uh, we would not have enough labor to harvest all of the peppers they need.
2: Yeah, Craig is the only farmer that David Tran buys peppers from, and Craig only sells his peppers to David Tran. It's about 90% mechanized and 10% human pickers. And the reason for that is the machines can only go in one direction. They can only go kind of like, I guess it's counterclockwise around the the crop. So they need humans to kind of cut a path uh, first, just to to make room for the machine to come through.
1: So what are you looking for in your new varieties?
3: We want uh, spiciness. Uh, David's always looking for hotter peppers uh, we're looking for peppers that are easy to harvest. We're looking for peppers that yield a lot. Uh, we want uh, peppers that have the right texture and flavor that David wants. Um, and we want peppers that are resistant to various uh, insects and disease.
1: So. If these peppers are getting hotter and hotter, does that mean that the uh, sriracha sauce is getting hotter over time?
3: Well, the sriracha, the heat in the sriracha will vary from year to year, depending on the weather. The, the weather affects peppers kind of like it affects wine grapes. So, you know, different ranches and different climatic conditions will create hotter or less hot peppers.
0: And he's looking to make the sriracha more hot.
3: He's always looking for more spiciness.
0: Hui Fong Foods broke ground for its largest facility yet in 2010. It's a 650,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility in the city of Irwindale. Unfortunately, this is also the site of the so-called Sriracha Apocalypse, basically a panic about the Irwindale factory being shut down. People worried that they wouldn't be able to get their beloved hot sauce anymore. So,
1: I remember this panic of 2013. People were talking about how you might not be able to get sriracha anymore. And they were stocking up. But what was actually happening in Irwindale at that time?
2: Well, there's, there's two different legal issues uh, that David Tran has grappled with with Irwindale. The first was shortly after he moved his factory there, he built a new factory. Uh, residents started to complain that they could smell the the hot sauce fumes, the pepper powder, or whatever, whatever, and which was strange to me because I've been in the factory and inside the factory it's unbearable. Inside the grinding room, it's terrible. But outside the factory, for the month I spent there, I never smelled anything or, or caught it in my eye or anything like that. But there were complaints. Also, strangely, some of them came before they were even grinding peppers. So I wonder if some of it was a placebo effect. Like people said, hey, it must be weird living next to that pepper factory. And people start to think, yeah, it really is. I mean, any number of things, I don't know. But um, no tests were able to find any, anything actually coming out of the factory.
4: My name is Ernesto Hernandez Lopez. I'm a law professor at Chapman University. What got a lot of attention was that In the fall of 2013, uh, Huifang Foods was using their new factory and that caught complaints from local people in the city and then the city sued the company for what's referred to as a public nuisance. And public nuisance is typically when something is adverse to health or adverse to general welfare. Or safety, or noise, and so, between 2013 fall, and essentially May 2014, there was a legal battle between the city, and the company Huifang Foods. The city is a very small city of only maybe less than 1,500 people, and they, um, some people in this in in, in the city complained about um, smells, fumes and um irritating their eyes
2: but this was an ongoing thing for a while they the city was was threatening legal action against them and finally the governor of california stepped in and said hey leave them alone this is an important business in our community uh stop doing that
0: what you should keep in mind is that the city had courted hui Fong foods to build their new factory there they knew they would be bringing in a hot sauce company that would be grinding fresh peppers for a few months a year. Also, there were very few complaints from the residents, and air quality regulators did not find an issue there. Also, the factory had been in Rosemead for over 30 years with no complaints.
4: Its prior factory was 10 miles down the road in Rosemead. They never had a problem with Rosemead.
1: This doesn't come across as a big bad company that doesn't care about public health kind of story.
2: So that kind of went away, but more recently, David Tran has decided to stop paying essentially taxes to the city of Irwindale, but he had made some interesting deal with them when he first moved in. Instead of paying them taxes annually, he was gonna, they just kind of set a price like, here, I'm just going to give you this amount of money every year, and we're going to agree that that's good for everyone um, in, in lieu of taxes, and since this legal issue with the smell, David Tran has stopped paying them that amount that he agreed that he would pay them. And so I think they're, they're coming after him right now saying, you owe us all this, all this back money.
1: So if you're a huge Sriracha fan, you don't have to worry about a Sriracha shortage. There is no Sriracha apocalypse. And there really never was. Without putting any money into advertising, Hui Fong Foods continues to increase its sales year after year.
0: While the origin of sriracha comes from Thailand, and the creator of the iconic sriracha comes from Vietnam and is of Chinese descent, Hue Fong Foods sriracha is produced solely in America, and they're proud of it. When you visit their website, here's what you'll hear.
4: When somebody asks me just what I know is so great about the U.S. of A, I smile and I tell them, it's Little League ball games and those Fourth of July parades. It's fire trucks and horses and football and cowboys, mountains and all that blue sky. And a hoi fong Sriracha, it's made in America. Heck, do you gotta ask why? Oh yeah, a Hoi Fong Sriracha. Oh, yes, sirree! It's made in America, land of the free. Though it may look peculiar, don't let the bottle fool you. It's hoi fong sriracha, the American garlic chili pepper sauce.
0: So, do you like hot sauce, Bakri? No, I'm a total wuss. I am such a wuss when it comes to um, any sort of spices, except for wasabi, because, like, horseradish... The burn is there, but then it goes away quickly. But any burn that just stays there or builds, especially from jalapenos, I can't handle. When I go to Mexico, I say soy gringa, which means I'm white girl. <laughs> so they don't give me anything spicy. It is a
1: different kind of spice, the wasabi spice. It's, this, it's like the up-in-your-nose spice, whereas jalapenos are like the up-in-your-ears spice.
0: I wouldn't know. I'm too much of a wuss to even Okay,
1: <laughs> I've literally had the experience of feeling like there's steam coming out of your ears before. Mm. Yeah, because I ate just like a piece, just like chewed it and swallowed it. And now I know why the cartoons draw like steam coming out of your ears because it literally feels like that. I actually have sriracha, sriracha in my refrigerator right now. And I went to a pho place recently to have some pho with sriracha.
0: Yeah, I don't add it to anything. I can't <laughs> handle it. So, friends and food buffs, we hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And especially if you are a fan of sriracha or use it in any sort of recipes, write in and let us know.
1: That would be interesting to get some sriracha recipes.
0: What are what are your favorite things to put it on? You could put it on our Facebook page or you could send us an email at feedback at com. For
1: anyone out there that hasn't reviewed food nonfiction, please hop over to iTunes and drop
0: us a review. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.